0: The Sharks just can't get enough finish. Plus, how does the new Eklund hurdle Zadina line look? And what lines would I put together if I was David Quinn? Or if David Quinn asked me. So all that and more on today's episode. You're Locked on Sharks. Your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, tank commander uh, and also contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Proudly part of the Locked on Network, we cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday, all you have to do is just follow on wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And another loss for the sharks now as they have now uh done that four straight losses uh man that road trip was really fun uh but the sharks are back into tank mode uh losing five to two to the arizona coyotes in a game that you could argue the sharks outplay the coyotes for good good chunks of the this game and Probably on a different night, if they play the same way, they probably win this game. But uh, they did not because uh, they just, they're the Sharks right now. So uh, we'll dig into kind of uh, my big takeaways from the game. We'll look at what the numbers said behind in the game. um, Why the Zadina-Eklund-Hurdle line has a lot of promise to it. And then talk about some potential tweaks I would make to the lineup. um, Kind of how I would set things up. If I was David Quinn, or if David Quinn asked me, not that David Quinn's going to arrest me, uh, but before we get to all that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app, use promo code Locked On NHL, and get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, um, yeah, I mean the, the Sharks. Another frustrating game as the Sharks. Uh, it's you can kind of tell from the jump with the sharks right And it's usually that first five ten minutes what type of sharks scheme you're get, gonna get and we saw a very energized uh game you know and especially with from the beginning and i think whatever message was delivered to them after the king's game um they kind of took it to heart and you saw a very motivated and you know active sharks team that um just wasn't able to capitalize. I think that's the the my big takeaway from the, this night is the sharks generated a lot of chances and opportunities um but just weren't able to capitalize them, you know. How many great, you know, passes across, you know, into the slot, across the crease and there's just not a guy there or they're just not able to kind of tuck it home. Um you know, we we I think you saw a lot of those tonight. And then the coyotes on the other hand, um they kind of took advantage of those opportunities, right? I mean, they the after the first you know the first period was zero zero and the, the sharks um very much dominate that i know we'll, we'll dig into the numbers a little bit more later but um the sharks had expected goals for 1.2 uh they had 25 25 shot attempts um in the first period alone and things just kind of went south from there and i think that's what we've seen from this team a lot right is just when things don't go their way they, they just kind of fall apart and crumble and you know a lot of it is just poor talent you know just a talent ugh, talent poor team right now um so that that's kind of why they were not able to create you know just kind of take advantage of those opportunities but you did see a lot of creation and a lot of it was driven by that first line which we'll dig into the numbers um but there's a lot to like about that first line of Hurdle Zadina and Eklund um and that line should stay together for a little bit longer um, Quickly, Barabanov, who was supposed to play, was ill tonight. So you wonder if maybe there's something kind of running through the locker room right now, especially with Jan you know, Bruda being out last game due to an illness, Barabanov being out today. So it's just something to get, just keep uh, keep an eye on right now if maybe the next guy who gets kind of hit but with it. so um, But I, I think, though, for the Sharks, just... You're, you, It was frustrating me because you felt like that this was a very winnable game, especially with the the, the way the first period played. And then the Coyotes kind of took advantage of the opportunities, right? They scored three goals on 13 shots about midway through this second period. And Blackwood wasn't the sharpest. And, yes, there was some complete defensive uh, miscues. Uh, I would, for one, cover uh, Clayton Keller, but that's just me. Um, but, you know, it just wasn't really Blackwood's sharpest game. Combined with the the sharks' just inability to take av- their advantage of their opportunities and, and also create opportunities, right? You only got one power play tonight, um, and that's just kind of been the story of the sharks, right? Just unable to create, unable to be rewarded for opportunities that they're trying to create, right? Good teams create power play opportunities by maintaining puck possession in the offensive zone and making the other team kind of work. And if it it felt very much like if it wasn't the hurdle line creating those offensive opportunities. The other it was it was very much like hurdle line would create stuff and then the granular line would kind of hold on and then it would just kind of start to fall apart and then the hurdle line would have to go back out there and create stuff again. Um, and that that's just not a recipe for success. So um some of my other one of my kind of favorite things though, if you were at the game, um this this was a ESPN plus broadcast, but um then ESPN broadcast has been very hit or miss for people and um i'm not going to go into that but one of the things i really did enjoy with it was they had capo kakinin on the microphone during the game we've kind of seen this in other sports right especially like in baseball where they've actually like interviewed players like mid-game and uh like while they're on the field and i don't expect to ever see that but i thought it was a really cool experience to kind of hear capo Kakinen during the game and like kind of you know he would like Pause mid-sentence to talk about, you know, because if something's happening on the ice, you know, and the sharks were ready to score. And I was really hoping the sharks would score while they were talking because I wanted to see like his reaction. Uh that I was really hoping for that. But um I loved it. I think the ESPN NHL, everybody should try to do more stuff like this, right? Um, hearing from the goaltender of like, yeah, you know you're not starting. But you're always like have to be prepared. Right. And just kind of how he mentally keeps himself in the game, even though he knows, you know, most likely he's going to be kind of just hanging out there the entire night, but how you have to kind of keep yourself mentally prepared and how you have to, um, he even like if you're not seeing pucks for a while and it's not like the sharks aren't giving up a thousand shots uh to their goalies but like how he tries to keep mentally prepared by just constantly watching the puck and keeping focus on the puck because he doesn't want his mind to wander the next thing you know uh you know he's kind of looking up at the clouds and then all of a sudden there's a two-on-one coming his way and he's just not ready so um it's just kind of interesting to 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 hear his perspective as the backup goaltender um for the night and kind of what he does and kind of how he's going through it and how he's Kapukhaken is playing really well right they they showed his uh December numbers he's got like a 915 save percentage and you know i know the the wins aren't there because the sharks team is just not um that that good right now but um Kapukhaken has been playing really well and it's just kind of it's, it was cool to see that kind of that little little nugget of what it's like so um anyway um that i just if you want to grow the game keep giving us as, as at least i could be wrong here but i thought it was really cool uh keep giving us fans as like inside perspective those little inside things that like what guys are kind of thinking and doing and and kapokak and i thought came off very well like I, I was very impressed with his you know ability to kind of talk to them but also keep his mind on the game and kind of react to the game that's going on at hand so um if you haven't if we weren't able to if you're at the game we weren't able to go check it out make sure you go check it out it's about midway through the first period so if you want to it's on espn plus you can kind of go through and uh, fast forward it but go check out the capo cac in part i thought it was really cool so um before we dig into the numbers of this game and then talk about some potential lineups i uh, just need to take a quick break a new nhl season brings all sorts of possibilities a player on the shark could hit 50 points. I'm looking at you, Wash Hurdle. The Sharks may not be able to win the Stanley Cup, but they could definitely win the draft lottery. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy Hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Um, All you have to do is just pick your favorite players, whether they're NHL stars like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, McKinnon, or... Some of your favorite sharks like hurdle, Duclair, slippery peep and record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. So to win a hundred times bet on sleeper, you just need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me sharks fans. You can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper to start paying attention and nail your picks. So you can start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. All right. So, what do the numbers say behind the Sharks' five to two loss um, to the Yotes, the Desert Dogs drink? Um, it was again the numbers are it's pretty close so um slight slight advantage to uh, to the, the 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 sharks in this game and it was very much a sharks kind of came out and the coyotes really kind of took took it back to the sharks um for a good chunk of this game so 52 minutes uh, at 5v5, so a fair amount of, of, you know, most of this game was played at 5v5. Um, 49, uh, sorry, 59 to 54 shot attempts in favor of the Coyotes. Um, Corsi 4, 52.21 to 47.79. Again, in, uh, sorry, excuse me, 59 to 54 in favor of the Sharks. Corsi 4, 52.21 to 47.79 in favor of uh the Sharks. Shots for actual shots on goal was 70, 27 to 25 uh, in favor of the Sharks. Uh, scoring chances for uh, 25 to 32 in favor of the Coyotes and 13 to 12 high danger chances. Um, expected goals for was 2.94 to 2.49 in favor of the Sharks. And a lot of that, though, though was a little bit of uh, kind of playing catch up for the Sharks at the end of the third period. But the, the first period, they really – Played well, uh, one point two expected goals for. Like I said earlier, twenty five shot attempts for the Sharks, ten scoring chances. Um, so the Sharks did a good job in the first period, and I was really, really kind of driven by that Sharks first line. Um, I, if you follow on Twitter, I had a screen grab of of after the first twenty minutes and the Sharks, uh, Corsi for uh, that the Eklund line with Eklund hurdle, the Dino line had 11 to nothing shot attempts. Uh They were absolutely dominant. The, the Coyotes had no, no response for them. And um that line was really good tonight. So uh get into that here in a second, but um you know, and even like the, they just great, the, the heat map in front of the net. It's like, perfectly right in front of the net a lot of right where you want like if you kind of looked at it and you're like okay like man the sharks should have probably won this game just because of how well they played in here but um you know they just weren't able to kind of complete complete it. So and, and that that finishing touch, right? Um good to see Duclair score tonight. Really was, you know I think he'd gone six games and good to see his I think both those guys played really well tonight. We're deserving of goals. But um you know Declair could have potentially had a hat trick right he had a wraparound chance that he just you know he needed like three more inches of reach um to get the puck in the net and then he had another one where he just kind of uh whiffed on it uh it was one of the like i talked about earlier where those goal those pucks just kind of going through the crease going through the slot and is just not able to get a stick on it i mean we could have been talking about anthony duclair hat trick tonight. like he played played relatively well tonight um but again just not able to take advantage so for the line set, we had Eklund, Hurdle, Zadina, um, Fabian Zetterling, Mikhail Grayland, Anthony Duclair, Hoffman, Luke Cunning, Kevin LeBank, and then Giovanni uh, Smith, Jack Studnika, and Justin Bailey. Giovanni Smith did leave, I believe it was after the second period or early in the second, late first, early in the second period. Can't c- recall correctly. Uh, took a kind of a big open ice hit and was very slow to get up, and uh, so they kept him out of this game. But um, we did get a, a good chunk of kind of play from the, especially the top three lines. So, um, Eklund Hurdle Zadino played 1207, 5v5, 20 shot attempts to 10. That's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, actual shots was 11 to 4, did have a goal, 1.21 uh, expected goals, 4 to 0.3 expected goals allowed. 10 scoring chances um, gave up six, five to one high danger chances um, and two, four, four zone starts. They were kind of starting a little bit everywhere, but um, yeah, I mean, this was kind of what you hope. I go back into the summer when we, you know, when the sharks acquired or signed uh, Zadina and you could see the, like (laughs) that line makes a lot of sense, right? Especially uh, Zadina still working on his kind of shooting, but you saw he had a, fair amount of of chances tonight was the the goal he did score was like the weird pokey goal um that just kind of slipped in uh maybe learning some from our good friend slippery pete but um you know like he he had some he could have also had a multi-goal game because he had a lot of great chances and um good to see him i think you need to kind of keep riding him on that that top line because i think that you had 20 shot attempts as a line and you know, this coyote team has been really good recently, uh, you know, this year. And, um, they came back from being down three goals last game to the Sens and won that game in regulation. And yes, I know the coyotes won tonight, but, um, the Cowboys had no answer for that hurdle line. Like that hurdle line was absolutely dominant tonight. Right. I think that's has to be one of, if not the best um, like shot attempts tonight is for, for the sharks, for a sharks line in the game is that 20 right there. That, that, they were living, living in the Coyotes offensive or Coyotes defensive zone. Um, and you cannot break that. You, I don't see how you can break that up right now, especially with the way they played tonight. So, um, bigger test against Vancouver, uh, on Saturday. But, um, so keep that line together. Is that only Granlin Duclair played 922, uh, 10 to 6 shot attempts, uh 4 to 2 actual shots, 1 to 2 goals. So that's kind of where right there. Um 0.35 to 0.26 expected goals four, and then uh, three to five scoring chances, two to one high danger chances, uh kind of e- pretty much even zone start. So um the Hoffman Cunning lebank line played pretty well as well. 804 nine to four shot attempts uh seven to nothing actual shots on goal um 0.33 expected goals for so that's where they were getting shots but not enough of those high quality chance shots and chances so they had five scoring chances but they give up four uh three to two high danger chances um, for that line so and then the Smith um uh, Bailey played 352. Um three to six uh, shot attempts, actual shots was zero to two, uh .02 expected goals for. So um yeah, I mean with with that line, I that top line was was ridiculous tonight. And I think on a different night we were talking about how that line may have three goals between the three guys. So um it was very good tonight. So Um, as for Mackenzie Blackwood, like I said, I don't think it was his sharpest game tonight. Um, you know, he had 24 saves on 29 shots, uh, five goals against expected goals against was 2.95. Um, Six high-danger saves on nine high-danger shots. Six mid-danger saves on eight mid-danger shots. And then uh, 12 for 12 on the low-danger. So I know there was, again, some defensive breakdowns, but um, even the Clayton Keller one, like, right, where it kind of squeezes through his pads in the five-hole. You know, like, that one... I know it's it's a breakaway, uh, but you, he almost had it and got got a little unlucky there with the puck bouncing off the um, the post and back in. Um, but uh, we we've seen better games from from Blackwood. I'm kind of waiting to see that monster Blackwood game again that we've got from the beginning of the season. So um, hopefully we get another one here soon. So uh, we'll continue here in a minute by kind of discussing some potential line tweaks i would like to see um especially as maybe some of the guys start getting healthy uh we'll kind of see where other guys are at uh right now with some of their injuries and such and kind of you know maybe start projecting when couture gets back um so we'll do that here all in one minute because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win so keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusion supply ebay guarantee fit only available to us customers all right um Let's first kind of get caught up on some of the injury news here and such. It uh, sounds like Nico Sturm might be out for a little bit. Uh, I think uh, he had a procedure done on his wrist from, if you know, uh, or something that had been kind of bothering him over the last year. And he's basically said, unless he can come back and do face-offs, he's not going to come back right now, uh, which makes sense, right? And uh, Nico Sturm's an amazing face-off guy. And while generally I think face-offs are overrated, except for those very critical moments. Uh, but throughout the course of a game, I think, you know, your face-offs are a bit overrated. But having Nico Sturm out uh has been, you know, you, you've seen he's been one of the best uh face-off guys in the NHL. Um, and especially with Couture out, right? Uh, it's been a lot of hurdle having to kind of take those face-offs right now. Uh so um, you know, we'll we'll see with him get how long it takes gets back. So I think it's probably gonna be a little while for him. Um, couture first full practice. That's good. Maybe we could be getting a Couture here. Uh, I think they're going to be very cautious with him. Right? Uh, part of the rehab process, you know, is kind of pushing yourself, and then you kind of see how you react and how you recover. Right? Push yourself kind of see how you recover push yourself and see how you recover, and, and if those recoveries are going good um you'll you know kind of continue to uh see him progress well so that's good news hopefully we could you know i would still i would put the clock on like two weeks now right you want to especially because he hasn't played hockey at all right it's been months months since he's played hockey so i would still kind of i don't expect to see couture back like this weekend or anything but I think uh you know beginning of the year like i think we can kind of start having that conversation of like okay um it is it's it might be go time for couture here so it was, that would be a huge huge addition to to the sharks down the center so um because they can't afford any more <laughs> injuries down the middle so um it sounds like Kalen addison is still pretty close um i wouldn't be surprised if maybe they kind of just hold him out on uh hold them out for for just a couple more days you know against vancouver and then kind of see what happens after the the holiday break here um which isn't really much of a break i'm to be honest right um they keep calling it the holiday break but like it's not like it's some like days or weeks off it's like they think they play again on tuesday so it's not just like uh let me pull up the shark schedule here i should know it but you know um So, yeah, they play and they play again on Wednesday. So, like, it's not like some crazy long stretch, I guess, a couple days there. Anyway, so I think, I think that's, I would be, I think for Addison, you probably hold him out till, hold him out of Vancouver. And that gives him, you know, basically, I think it's been two weeks now since he's uh, been out. So, getting to the lines that I would like to see uh, for the Sharks. So, I'm keeping right now, I'm keeping those top two lines together, right? Uh, the way that those guys have been playing right now, uh, especially coming off tonight, the, the Sharks have kind of been trying to, f- we've we've put in together the duclair granlin uh, Zettelin line, which has been very effective, um, you know, for a month plus now, uh, a month or so now. Um, no reason to break that line up. That line has been very good for the Sharks, and I would not not change that line. We've been kind of looking for the guy to play with Hurdle and Eklund, right? Hurdle and Eklund have been great together. It was Zettel and got moved to that line, um, you know, with the Grandland line, and that line's been really well, but working really well. But, you know, we, we've seen Dustin Bailey play on that line. We've seen Barrett Banoff play on that line. We've seen Luke Cunningham play on that line. Um, and now it's Phil Zedina's turn, and I really enjoyed the way that line was playing right now. So I'm going to keep that line together, right? So we're going to have – um Eklund, Hurdle, Zedina. Um, Then we're going to have the zetterlin and Duclair, um, Granlin line. Third line right now. (laughs) This is where it gets a little bit, a little weird. So um, I would, until without Sturm and without Couture, Luke Cunningham is still kind of the de facto 3C right now, uh, just because they don't really have anybody else at the moment. So, um, Barabanoff, assuming he's back on Saturday from his illness, um, I would probably go Hoffman and Cunning Barabanoff with the most mismatched thing line ever. But I think it still makes sense, right? Uh, Hoffman, who kind of has that veteran, I'm gonna hang around and then I can kind of beat Johnny on the spot and score goals. Um Barabanov, I know, has not had a good season so far, but um, I think he can kind of be the passers, kind of set guys up on that line. And Luke Cunning can, I think, be a, the very, very poor man's Logan Couture, um, go to the net, crash the net type of guy, which we've kind of, you know, scored those dirty goals, right? Um, and I think that's what Barabanov needs on his line is that kind of, I mean, we saw how well that line has talked a bajillion times about how well that line has those two guys have played really well together. And I think a guy like Mike Hoffman, you know, especially when, if, when Luke Cunning or when Logan Couture comes back, like that's the line I want to see. I want to see the Hoffman Couture bear band offline, because I think that line right there is for your third line. I think it can really provide some scoring pop uh, that this Sharks team desperately, desperately needs. So um, for the fourth line um, with Nico Stern, probably out um, for, for the meantime right now, um, I think you're you you got to run with the studnika as your center. Um with Kevin LeBanc and um Justin Bailey. Um, to be honest. And if you want to flip-flop Bailey onto the third line because he's playing well, but I think that line, you know, I that line that does give you something. I think with Studnika, like I'm trying not I'm trying to hold reservations, right? Cause you know, we, we've talked about even with like Addison, right? First kind of week or two with Addison, it was kind of like I can see it, but uh, you know, and like tonight we kind of saw the same thing with Sunika where it's like a drop pass that to nobody and you know, just that like kind of that chemistry that's just not there because you haven't you've only been here for what a week now. So um I think that that's going to be a work in progress for them. So um defensively right now, um, it's, they're they're still kind of stuck uh with with benning and Emerson both out right now um for you know it seems like a little bit um i know Emerson got on the ice today uh which is a good sign getting into practice but i still i think it's gonna be a little bit until we see those those guys fully back so um i think you're you're gotta kind of keep running what you have right now because i don't i think um I think David Quinn's doing everything he possibly can to not have to play Mark Edward Vlasic at the moment. I know there's stuff going on with Mark Edward Vlasic right now, and that could be, you know, a lot of off ice issues that I'm not going to get into right now. Um, You can easily do your research and I don't want to speculate or on, on that, but if any of that is potentially true, um, you know, that could be a lot of stuff that he's kind of going through right now to also go with, kind of him you know hitting kind of that part of his career where his career is winding down so uh, but it does seem very much like quinn is doing everything his power to not play uh to play vlastic right now so i did like i didn't think Hochuk had a great very good game tonight, but I do think Henry Thrun had a nice bounce back game, especially after a tough game against the the Kings. Or you know, I don't think that a oh Ho-Chuck Thrun pairing's working very well right now. So hopefully, with Addison getting back here soon, we can kind of see a better division of of, of those guys. And I would really like to see Thrun with Addison at some point um, because I I've th- got a sneaky suspicious this. Sneaky suspicion about that that pairing right there, but uh we'll see. So right now it's been kind of the Burroughs Ferraro. I'm just gonna kind of keep that together right now. Um and then um uh, I think tonight was McDonald Thrun and then Ahochuk or sorry, excuse me, Ruta Thrun and then Ahochuk um McDonald. I would like to see Thrun and Addison at, together at some point if we get a chance, because I think. There's something there right there. I I don't know why. I just I have a a sneaky suspicion. So um, (laughs) that's going to be it for me tonight. Uh, I'll be back actually. So remember, uh, with Christmas. Got a Saturday uh, episode coming out. So no, basically, like, if the game was on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, whatever, like, we'll do a recap Saturday night. Um, no episode on Christmas. There'll be another episode for you guys Tuesday, you know, probably Tuesday morning, West Coast time. Um, have an interview already done in the books. Um not going to spoil it yet, but it's it's a pretty good one if I do say so myself. So uh, make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. Uh, You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fryhole. until until next week. Until Saturday. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Bye, friends.